Hey visionaries, I'm your host Van Bui, and welcome to episode 2 of the Manvisory Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my own journey in 2020 to rebuild myself. My journey in 2020 really entailed, you know, three things primarily in order to move forward and progress with kind of shedding my old identity and rebuilding a more truer version of myself. The first portion of that was really understanding what my attachments were, how I used my attachments to kind of define who I was as a person and really defining my identity as well. And once I identified what my attachments were, it was really understanding how do I let go of these attachments by understanding how these attachments made me feel, right? And, and at which point, when I actually did let go of my attachments, you know, what did, did it do to really change my life? A large part of rebuilding yourself, I feel as well, is really understanding how to implement healthy habits and what these healthy habits actually have as a contribution to your life. I also think the biggest lesson that I had in 2020 when it came to rebuilding myself was that I needed to understand it was going to be a really challenging and difficult process and that I couldn't be too hard on myself or press myself too much, that things need to be done in small pieces so that they're easier to tackle and and, and complete without having to worry about the bigger picture because we all understand that we're going to get there. It just takes some time, but it's a lot better to do it slowly and do it right than rush it and not get the results we're looking for. And just real quick, I wanted to give a shout out to everyone that listened to my last episode. I received such great feedback about how people can relate to all the things that I talked about and how motivated and inspired they were and proud that... I even started the Manvisory podcast. It's the support and the stories and the relating of experience that really drive me to continue making episodes for people to listen to and really just sharing my story and all the things that I was able to do for myself with hopes that that information and hearing my words will help you all out on your own personal journeys as well. And if there's any particular topics anyone wants me to talk about or you know kinds of experiences that they would love for me to share please don't hesitate to email me at manvisory at gmail.com or you can go on instagram and find me as well it's at manvisory co that's at manvisory co get a hold of me let's have a conversation if you think that you have a story that will really inspire and help out other people, hit me up. Let's have that conversation. So as most of you know, when you grow up and you expose yourself to things like TV and movies and music, a lot of the things that you take in and you absorb both visually um, as well as you know through audio is going to start shaping who you are as, as a person. TV and movies especially is really where most people begin losing sight on the reality of who they actually are. 
And what I mean by that is you start beginning to have unrealistic expectations of who you should be as a person based off of the things that, you know, you see on TV and that you see in movies. And as I grew up, I began looking for external validation instead of looking for internal validation for myself. I started associating things about my physical appearance being what is really important about me. I started making these assumptions in my head about what people wanted from me, whether that was like to dress really nicely or, you know, have really cool hair, you know, or little things like even agreeing with people, right? I thought that I shouldn't have an opinion, that it's better to be out of the limelight, sit in the back. And so, of course, as a result of putting emphasis on, you know, external things, I really began to have challenges when I didn't do certain things for myself. And a really good example of that, and it sounds really silly, is my hair. For a really long time, I was obsessed with my hair. It needed to be cut every two weeks. It had to be cut a certain way. If any bit of it was off, I was upset, even though I wouldn't say anything about it. I just kept it inside. And I really put so much value on my hair. And it just seems silly that I would do something like that. And the same thing with, you know, how I dress. I always thought that I should go out and continually buy new things all the time and you know, always be wearing different things so that when people see me, they don't see me, you know, really wearing the same things all the time. And all of that really ties back into my problem that I had with pleasing people, right? It was always about, well, what do you think these people want from me? It was really never about what do I want for myself? And that was probably like the hardest challenge that I had to deal with uh, in 2020, when I started recognizing that I needed to make changes for myself, you know, and my, my ability to let go of wanting to know what people thought about me, what I should be doing and how I should be acting or talking. And it's really challenging. It's really tough. So I feel for anyone that's going through that where they, they, they don't really know who they are or they think they're a certain way, but they're not truly that way. They've just been layering on all of these external validations and attachments to things that, that they feel make them who they are and being scared almost to let go of all of that and really see who that person is beneath all of these things. And it was really tough letting go of these attachments and, and these things that I thought made me who I was, you know, just going back to my hair, I was literally obsessed with it. I would spend so much time in front of the mirror, you know, blow drying my hair and adding, you know, wax or gel and making sure every little bit of it was perfect before I left the house because I, I, I just put so much emphasis into the importance of it when in reality it wasn't important at all. And so you could imagine when the pandemic hit, and you know all these all these services shut down and you couldn't go to a barber anymore where my mind state was at with that 
I really need a haircut. I need a haircut. This haircut is me. People can't see me without a fresh fade. This is who I am. That was tough. And it took a lot of courage inside of me to make a decision to cut my own hair. In fact, I watched one video probably 500 times before I bought a pair of clippers. I was fearful. I was scared about cutting my own hair because I was like, if I fuck this up, what are people going to think of me? How am I going to look at other people with this messed up haircut when my hair is always perfect? The funny thing is, the very first time I cut my hair, it wasn't bad at all. It wasn't like you went to a barber or went to a salon or something like that. But it wasn't anywhere near any of the atrocities that, you know, I saw on the internet from, you know, what people called COVID, COVID cuts. And after cutting my hair for the first time and the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth, and every single time that I cut it after that, I felt liberated. I felt so different. I felt like this huge weight off my shoulders that I no longer was, you know, a prisoner of appointments. I wasn't spending this, you know, crazy amount of money every year to cut my hair. And that I was doing things on my own time. The result of it, whether it was good or it was bad, was totally up to me. But that I also needed to just own the fact that if my haircut looked bad, it looks bad. It doesn't make up who I am as a person. It doesn't change how hard I work. These are just physical appearances that I put so much value in that I didn't need to. When I really recognized that and started letting that go, things got so much better for me. I didn't have the stresses of needing to keep up with any of that. And what's really funny about it is I probably cut my hair more often than I used to before. Because now I can cut it any time throughout the day. It only takes me a half hour to, to cut my hair. And when I'm done, I'm actually pretty happy with the results of it. And I think the biggest attachment also that I needed to get rid of, you know, during my journey was my need to please people, right? Whether that was through agreeing with doing things or not making decisions myself about what I wanted. That, that was a really hard thing to, to get rid of. I was so used to the things that I've, I felt I learned growing up, you know, with just trying to exist and, and be there, you know, and, and not bring a lot of attention to myself. And that, you know, as long as people are happy, then, then I'm happy as well. And not really listening to my own emotions and my own feelings, right? So one of the things that really propelled me in my journey was when I started saying no to people, you know, whether it was someone asking me to do something for them or go somewhere, the act of saying no became so powerful for me. Each time that I said no, people started realizing that I do have boundaries. And I started realizing for myself too that I needed to build more of these boundaries for myself. And don't get me wrong. If someone asks me to do something and I want to do it, I'm going to, of course, do it. That's just the kind of person I am. The difference being is that if I don't want to do it, then I'm simply not going to do it. You know, there, there's no pressure on myself that if someone goes, hey, let's go do something that I need to be like, yeah, for sure, 
when and where. If I truly didn't want to go do it and I was tired or I had an exhausting week, the simple answer is to say no. And guys, the point I'm really trying to drive here is that we need to take the time to reflect on these things that we think make up who we are. Because once we recognize that we do have these attachments and these external validations, we can start working on ourselves to overcome those things and start looking inwards instead of outwards. And this is where healthy habits comes into play. It's really, really important to have healthy habits. During 2020, I focused myself so much on building myself a really positive and healthy routine in my life. And I want to share with everyone what those items were that I added to my life that I felt really contributed to the success that I, I had. The first being the gratitude journal. One of the things that I recognized that I wasn't doing more of and that I should be doing more of is having gratitude for all of the things that I have in my life. And so I started just writing down a date and scribbling in a notebook, you know, a few things I was grateful for for that day. I'll be really honest, you know, I don't always write in it. I try to, but I do miss days. And I always just try to keep in mind that, you know, I don't have to be perfect at it, that I just need to try doing my best to remember and fill it out each day. I think oftentimes we forget to be grateful about the things that we have in life, that we really need to take a moment to reflect on the good that happens in our life and to be grateful that we have simple things like food on our table to eat or a roof over my head or even people to talk to. Those are all things we should be grateful for. Being able to actually track your gratitude is really fulfilling as well because you can start seeing the changes that you implement for yourself and effectively how that changes what you're grateful for in life. And so I think this is a really great habit to pick up. It only takes five minutes a day, which is not a lot of your day at all, to really reflect on a few things that will positively impact your life. And the second thing that I really started taking a liking to is meditating. It wasn't something that I used to do before at all, but I see the importance of it. I see the importance of listening to our breathing and grounding ourselves. And there's so many resources out there, especially on YouTube, that you can listen to guided meditations and meditate for, you know, 5 to 10, even 15 to 20 minutes a day. And you can really feel the energy flowing through your body when you're meditating too. It, I, I, I honestly don't even really know how to describe the feeling when I meditate. But I feel very light and calm and peaceful. And that's something that you need on a daily basis in your life. I also started adding weightlifting back into my regimen. You know, the gym shut down and things like that. And so for a long time, I didn't have any kind of gym equipment. But, you know, early in the fall, I was able to start building a home gym. And that really shifted things for me. It, it got me 
into overdrive, both physically and mentally. Because I think it's important that we exercise, you know, whether that's through walks or running, through sports, through lifting weights. It's a way for us to exert emotions and feelings through something physical that we can actually do. And if you're not someone that actually does something like that, try it out. See what kind of difference it makes for you. Especially if you're someone that holds their feelings in a lot and their emotions inside a lot. You'll see that you have an avenue and an outlet to let those things out without actually, you know, physically or emotionally or verbally harming yourself or anyone else. A really big thing that I needed to do for myself as well is just to remind myself every day that I was important, that I mattered, that I didn't have anything to prove to anyone but myself. And these daily affirmations help a lot. And you always feel so silly doing it too, looking at yourself in the mirror and looking deep into your own eyes and telling yourself that, that you're worthy of love, that you're worthy of friendship, that you're worthy of life. And the other thing that I really realized that, that we needed more of as well is to connect with nature. I'm really lucky where I live. I'm an hour and a bit away from the mountains, and I don't take full advantage of that. And every single time that I'm out in nature and I go for a hike, whether I'm with people, a lot of people, or just one other person, the feeling is the same. You get to leave behind the busyness of the city the stresses of work, the feelings of loneliness. And there's this incredible calmness about walking up an elevated path, just listening to the sounds of nature. It's almost like meditating. You're listening to your breathing. You're listening to nature. And it all just flows together really, really well. And every time I do it, I just feel so much more calm when I'm back. And I feel ready to tackle, you know, the enormous week that I, I know is coming up. And the one thing that I believe everyone really needs is connection. That is a really great habit. And I know a lot for a lot of us that are introverted, um, that are going through things, we may not want connection. Or we self-sabotage and we make up these ideas that, you know, we can only connect with a few people, but it's really not true. If there's one thing that I learned about the community of, of men that are seeking help and giving help is that there's many of us and there's many ways of connecting with each other. But when we alienate ourselves from everyone else, we build up these invisible walls that only we can take down. And we may, may feel that people don't want to connect with us or talk to us or hang out with us, but it's really quite the opposite. We are causing people not to connect with us and not talk to us and not want to hang out with us. And we don't even really know it. As I started doing all of these things, I started feeling so much better about myself, realizing that a lot of these things I was missing in my life, whether it was, you know, I grew up and I didn't think that it was something that I needed. 
or I made up these excuses for myself that I was too busy for that or it was a dumb idea and, and you know, I wasn't that kind of person to be doing these kinds of things. But again, these were these make-believe things that I made up for myself to excuse the way that I was. Instead of recognizing that I need to face myself and face who I was to better the person that I am. And it's really crazy because I don't get to do all of these things every single day. I'm, I'm, I'm not that good at it. But I recognize that if I'm able to do some of these things every day, it's actually better than not doing any of them at all. So if you want to start picking up some of these healthy habits or even all of them, my biggest recommendation to everyone is to start off slow, but to also try out this trick that I learned as well. Start off with three things. And in a week, starting from, you know, Sunday to, to Saturday or Monday to Sunday, however you like to work, write down these three things and just put an empty box beside each one every day in your calendar. And each day, as you get through these three activities, I want you to mark it off. And if you don't complete all three activities, I want you to repeat it every day until you're able to complete all three activities for a week. When you're able to complete all three activities for a week, then I want you to add one more healthy habit to your week. I want to continue doing this process until you've added all of these things, you know, that, that you wanted to add as a healthy habit. And you'll see how much you progress and how much change has entered your life as you start doing this. And the point of it really is that you're not perfect. And it's really okay to start over and over and over again, knowing that we're trying to get to a point later on and that it's not important that we're there right away. It's the journey that we go on to get to that final destination. That's what's important. And the fact that we can pick ourselves up and not be hard on ourselves when we don't get something done knowing that the next day is a new day that resets itself where we can try again. And I really want everyone to be courageous, to be brave, to face fear when you go on this journey to rebuild yourself. When you start taking a look at these attachments and these external validations that you've built and, and, and have believed that make up who you are. And even implementing these healthy habits is going to be really tough too. We know that as human beings, we're creatures of habit. If we have been doing something a certain way, we're going to want to instinctively keep doing it that way. And to break that cycle is going to take everything we have to let go and restart. And so enjoy it. Have fun with it. Don't make it a chore. Make it something that eventually you don't even have to think about. That's something that you enjoy doing. Something that helps you progress in a positive manner. And I want you to really, really think about those things that you're obsessed with. Just going back to my example of my hair. It could be anything. And I want you to really think about whether you're so obsessed with that certain thing because you feel it makes you who you are. 
or is it that you just enjoy it? Because there is a difference. And you're probably going to have to think really hard on what that difference is. But if you're not doing it just to enjoy doing it, and you're doing it because you think that's who you are, then I'll challenge you to let go of that. Until you get to the point where you can do it and just enjoy it, but not think of it as something that you attach as your identity. And there will be this liberating feeling that you have when you're able to accomplish that. Because you're going to notice that you can apply that to other facets of your life. That you realize that if something doesn't happen, you don't have to be angry about it. You don't have to be mad at other people and you don't have to be mad at the situation either. That you know whether you get to do that certain thing or not, you're still you. While it's nice to have to, you know, be able to do something, it's not a necessity in your life. And that you're going to be okay without it. And you're going to be able to move forward without it. And when it comes back, it's a bonus. And the key idea about rebuilding yourself is really stripping away everything that, that you know about yourself and really reflecting on those things and then only adding back the items that truly represent who you are. That's how you're going to successfully become the true version of yourself. And that's where I want everyone listening to right now to get to as well. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that are lost and don't know who they are and don't even know where to start. But the answer is always the same. You always start with yourself and you always end with yourself. Because in reality, it, it isn't about anyone else but you. And the, the more and the quicker that we recognize that, the simpler it will be to explore that part of ourselves. All right, guys, that really is the end of our episode for today. I really hope you enjoyed listening about some of my attachments and, and why I felt that they were so important to me and the healthy habits that I developed for myself as well to help propel me in the right direction with my life and rebuilding who I am. I hope you can take that away and apply it into your lives as well, whether it's only one thing or it's all things. Because each thing that you add as a tool set in your life will help improve your life. And I also wanted to say I'm really excited for the next Menvisory podcast episode. One of my really good friends is going to be joining me to talk with me more about his own personal journey and the changes that he went through with his life, as well as a lot of the struggles that he went through and what kind of changes that he needed to make in his life in order to improve his ability to be a husband, a father, a friend. And I think you'll really find it insightful and relatable. And I'm really excited for, for all of you to, to listen in on it and be able to learn from his experience. It's about sharing our experiences with other people in hopes that they can take away things from that and apply it to their own lives. That's the difference that we want to make here with Menvisory. 
and all of you guys that are willing to to listen to the podcast and our my experience as well as other people's experiences. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, follow, or subscribe, and leave a written review on your favorite platform so that other people may have an opportunity to discover the Manvisory podcasts as well. If you have any questions or comments, you can send it my way by emailing me at manvisory at gmail.com. You can also find me and follow me on Instagram at manvisoryco. That's at manvisoryco. You can help me spread the word about the Manvisory podcast by sharing this week's episode with your friends and family. And I wanted to thank you all again for listening today. And as usual, be safe. And we'll talk soon.